Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, December 14th. This is episode number 228. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good, Rod. I've been thinking this week, though, maybe we should change the name of the podcast to the Blue Tent Report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that, that's one possibility. Maybe we can brainstorm that a little bit. Not not that I don't like yours, but, uh, but yeah, there, there's got to be some. It's been a rough week. <laughs> it's It's been rough, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, We'll still do our best to try to have a little bit of fun tonight. Um, Browns are eight and five, right? Played a great game against a playoff team. And, you know, all the news is about is guys who aren't going to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, let's bring in our guests. It's uh, we have uh, Nico back with us from from um, Browns. Now you find him at uh, at. at Browns now, right, Nico? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can put in Browns Live or now Browns, and it should should pop up on Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Okay, gotcha. I thought I I thought I wrote that down backwards when I did. <laughs> you're all good. It. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. So, so yeah, um, yeah, you're you're with us. Uh, it's I think it's been like six months ago. So, so mm-hmm. it's good to, good to have you back. Um, good ways through the season and. Uh, you know, Brown's sitting at eight and five. And um, let, let's talk a little bit about you first, because you've been um, you've been active with the PSF app. So mm-hmm. um, that's a new project that you and some other guys we know have been um, been working on this year. So um, why don't you just tell us a little bit, a little bit about how that's been going for you? Yeah. So uh, PSF reached out to me and a few other P, uh, creators on Twitter specifically, um, and asked us to get do, you know, a show every week and then schedule for, you know, a game day show or like a game watch. So me and my partner, TJ Johnson, you can see him on Twitter. Um, great dude. We've been doing that every Thursday since week one. Um, every Thursday at seven o'clock, we do our best. Um, we've had to flip the times around a little bit. Um, but it's a good time. You know, we just talk about the Browns, break down the prior week give our score predictions for the next upcoming game. Um, and yeah, it's a good time. You know, we've done a few game watches. We did three of them. We were two and one, so we finished off good. Um, 
you know, it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting to watch a game and commentate it live with live reactions. That's the whole point of the app. So it's kind of it's kind of weird because I'm not used to being on a call with someone during a game. I'm used to kind of just sitting in my basement watching it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good time. I I do highly recommend people to check give it a give it a check out at some time. Uh, and, you know, every team is on the app. You know, the entire NFL has pages, so. It, it, it's a good watch. Uh, it's a great app. I'm really happy to do it, that I was invited to do it. Awesome. Well, that's that's cool. So uh, I assume hopefully you'll be back doing that next year and um, continue to grow with it. And um, it should be a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, guys, let's um, let's start off with with the game that was played Sunday. Uh, you know, the Browns played the Jags and. You know, I think going into this game, it was kind of all about was uh, or leading up to it anyways. I think, you know, we knew before the game, but, you know, leading up to it, it was all about whether Trevor Lawrence was going to play or not. You know, that kind of dictated, you know, who the favorite was going to be in this game. And and I think how a lot of people thought the game was going to end up. Uh, So so he ends up playing and and, I mean, he, he looked healthy. I don't know if. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys saw anything, you know, that that said otherwise during the game. But, you know, he, he, he moved around pretty well, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. Um, yeah, I'd agree but, with that. But, um, you know, nevertheless, the Browns, uh, Browns played well in this game. And um, I, I tell you what, rather rather than getting my thoughts on it, I'm just going to go straight to you guys and, and let you get your thoughts out first, your impressions and kind of what stuck out to you about this game. So, so Jeff, let's, let's go to you first. Trevor Lawrence um, guy. I've I've never been a fan of. Um, I've been honest about that. Um, And that's partially my Ohio state bias, but um, same. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll own that. Um, But you know, whatever you want to say about the the guy, he he's obviously a, a remarkably fast healer. Um, because he continues to have a, a uh, unbroken starting streak uh, in spite of some what you know probably would have been serious injuries for other guys. Um, mm-hmm. He went out and played his you know played his heart out. Um, but I think you know the, 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 the defense got the better of him. you know uh, the pressure really rattled him at times. And you know if we can do that to a playoff team with you know a really solid quarterback, um, I like what our defense is capable of. You know, there's a lot going going on in this game, uh, individual performance-wise. Um, but I think the major takeaway is is that we we played really well against a playoff team who had been pretty hot. Um, and you know, we played our best game at home, which we we've, we've tended to do. So um, it really never was a close game. At times, the score might have indicated that, but um, Browns were really never in jeopardy of losing this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, Nico, let's get uh, let's get your thoughts. Yeah, um, like Jeff said, I was never you know a big fan of Trevor Lawrence coming out of college uh, either. But you know, in this game, I, I didn't expect him to play. To be honest with you, I know there was reports that they brought a quarterback up from the practice squad on the active roster. So I'm like, all right, no Trevor Lawrence this week, probably. But once he started practicing, he really did not look hurt at all. You know, I think he did move well, like you guys said. 
Yeah. Um, and I think Jim Schwartz and the defensive staff did a had a gr- really good game plan. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're a good football team. You know they're winning their division. They're going to be a playoff team. Um, but I think we really got the best of them. I think that the pressure came when you needed it the most. You know, getting that sack on the two point conversion was huge. Delpit getting that sack to knock him out of field goal range was also huge. Mm-hmm. So, I think your defense came out you know, with a lot of fire to start the game and turnovers really helped you, really helped you. I mean, we scored 14 to 21 points off turnovers, which is huge. Yeah. And, and, um, I mean, the, the defense really played well in this game. Um, you know, the, uh, some of the points the Jags scored were, were kind of set up by offensive turnovers. Right. Um, so, you know, you can't really put those on the defense. Um, so, so the, uh, the score really isn't indicative of the game the defense played either. I think that's an interesting point, Rod, that, you know, two, two, uh, potential playoff teams and, you know, the story of both of them was turning the ball over at inopportune times, giving the other team a short field and, and, and Mm -hmm. points, points. Off of turnover, you know, you think, boy, if you're, if you're looking at playoff teams, they shouldn't be giving up 14 points plus off turnovers, right? But yeah. fortunately for us, you know, we, we played our, our normally, you know, generous game of, of giving the other team points. We, we, we played a team that was even worse than us at that <laughs> this week. And on Sunday they were, yeah, anyway. Right. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats are kind of interesting i mean yeah trevor lawrence had three touchdown passes but three picks you know um and uh yeah i mean i I don't know i i think i think the browns are going to be happy regardless of who the quarterback is um you know if the opposing team puts the ball in the air 50 times right you know, I don't think it matters. Even if it's uh, Patrick Mahomes, that's probably a good formula for the Browns' defense to see mm-hmm. anybody try to throw the ball that many times against them. So, um, so yeah, I think that was good. I mean, obviously, um, they, they held ATN to 35 yards on 14 runs. Um, this game was really a game of the tight ends. I mean, both tight ends just... Had had huge numbers. Each scored two touchdowns. You know, ninety some yards receiving. Um, this this felt like a like a breakout game for a number of Browns players. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joe Flacco with, with the big numbers again, but the three touchdown passes, um, and Joku with the two touchdown receptions. Um, MJ Emerson with the two picks and just just played lights out all day. Um, you know, those three guys come to mind, and there are probably other guys, um, you know, who who had great games as well. But um, it just uh, just really standout performances, you know, and that's not even talking about um, my guy Dustin Hopkins, um, you know, with the with the game seal or the 55 yarder that that we're just just uh, starting to expect him to hit every time now. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> set, set the team record for 50 yarders in the season, and there's still four games to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can say enough about our kickers. I mean, our, our punter oh. continues to just absolutely flip the field on other teams. Um, and having veteran 
kick a kicking group like we do that that um, you know, just is money in the bank, man, has has made all the difference this year. Yeah, so do, do you guys give the, um, you know, do you guys give the coaching staff any credit for the way Hopkins and and uh, and uh, Bjorkas are, are playing? Or are these guys just that good now because of their experience? I I think personally, I think Bubba Ventrone and uh, Bravo Brown's the assistant special teams coach, I think that they put in just good positions you know mm-hmm. i think there's a good coverage scheme which helps out a lot i feel like for especially for bohorquez you know he kicks the ball real really far downfield but if they get a big return that punt's useless so having a guy like pierre strong to get down there quick make the tackle mike ford that helps mm-hmm. him out a lot and for hopkins i think i mean i know bubba ventron wasn't a kicker and hopkins has been in the league a long time but they've helped him build his confidence up, I feel like, through the season. You know, mm-hmm. he got going early with the 50-yarders. He he was like 50% in his career from 50 yards. Now it's going up. I mean, he's 8 for 8, knock on wood. Hope it stays that way. I mean, he, they've had a great year, and I think the coaching staff probably did play a little bit of a role into that, you know, believing in him. I mean, they sent the six-rounder for the guy, and mm-hmm. that was a, that's with the – oh, my God, excuse me. That was a great trade, in my opinion. And I think that Ventrone and anybody that had any decision in that, that was great because he's won us a lot of games this year. Great point, Nico. I mean, uh, the, the players on special teams have a big role in that as well. Um, mm. You know, that we actually have some professional special teams players on this roster, and you have to give credit to the front office for going and getting those guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have to give uh, Andrew Berry credit. Um, you know, at a time when people are looking at, uh, you know, Joe Flacco and saying, you know, why didn't we just sign this guy versus going out and doing that trade and, you know, and everything else. And everybody's going to be questioning him, you know, over the Watson deal and putting that on him probably. Right. Um, you know, people still have to realize what he's done and his part in not only putting this team together, but, but assembling the depth that has kept this team rolling um, through our next topic that we'll get into, uh, which is uh, so incredibly, um, you know, just devastating. And um, yeah, I I don't even know what to say. yeah. This rash of injuries that we yeah, had. Yeah, it's discouraging. It is. But um, before before we get to that, um, what guys, what was your favorite play in this game? I mean, there were a lot of good plays in this game. Um, just kind of wonder what you thought. I mean, there were some some great interceptions. Um, you know, there and there were some great touchdown passes. You know, the pro the probably well. Take your pick out of any of the three touchdown passes. Probably they were all they were all fun. Um, yeah. And just kind of wonder what your favorite uh, what your favorite play was out of this game. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, my favorite play I think was the David Bell touchdown. I'm not gonna lie. Um, fourth and three, edge of your seat. Um, I actually had second row tickets 
opposite of the dog pound in the end zone. Uh, never sat down there before, so I had a really good view of it. Um, and when you just seen David Bell, the guy fall down, and him at least he caught the ball and started running on green grass. I mean, that touchdown, I mean, you've seen the dude smiling from 30 yards away. I mean, <laughs> he ran into the end, end zone untouched, unbothered. Easy, it's one of the easiest touchdowns I've ever seen. The Njoku one was really easy, too, by the way, and that was cool to see. Yeah. But David Bell's touchdown, for me, pretty much, I'm like, all right, we got this. Like, we yeah. got a two-touchdown lead going in here, and then Hop, they scored, and then Hop hit the field goal to take us up 10. I, I felt pretty good after mm-hmm. that. that. That was probably my favorite yeah. play of the game, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have nothing to add to that. I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, that was the, the, the play that determined the outcome of the game, I think, and I, I think it took incredible moxie on Stefanski's part to run that play in that situation fourth and three. Um, but man, what a backbreaker that was for Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, just, just all of, like you said, Rod, all of the touchdowns, all of the plays that, you know, the, the successful pass plays down the field that came out of the heavy run set, the creativity there this week was something that, that we haven't seen in quite a while. And I think, you know, being able to execute those kinds of plays is starting to open up the run game for us. We haven't seen it really blossom yet, but I think it's coming. I would think it would have to after this week. The teams would are going to have to respect <laughs> that passing game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, on that play um, – you know, I, I'm sorry. I have a soft spot for David Bell because he's he's just the guy that um, you know has been on the roster, hasn't had a lot of chances, and um, you know a lot of people probably wonder why he's on the team and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, don't give up on this guy yet. And I, I know it wasn't hard for him to to run <laughs> into the end zone on that play, but you know. It's just good to see a guy like that be involved in a game-changing play like that. Mm-hmm. You know, to show that they trusted him, and um, you know, it, it was just it was exciting. So, I guess so I, if, cool. I, if I had to pick a, a one B, Rod, um, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was another pretty exciting play for me. And you know, <laughs> David and Joku, I've been hard on in the past, right? Um, yeah. This was probably his best game again. I mean, he keeps doing that. He keeps having his best game, which is which is great. Finally, right? Um, but for me, it wasn't the two touchdowns. It was the play that he caught the ball in the left flat, and he took mm-hmm. the safety or linebacker. I think it was a safety that was on him, and shoved him with a stiff arm out of bounds and got to the first down marker. I, that was. A I big would totally play. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a sweet play. That was. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know what to say about that. Um, and Joku is just he he's just played like the guy that um, you know. I mean, he's playing, and maybe it's not been every down, maybe it's not been every game, but he's playing like the guy that we thought he could be yeah. when he was taken in the first round, you know, That's way true. back so many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's changing plays. You know, I mean, he obviously changed this game with those with those two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and he's he's not afraid of of the contact. 
Um, he's not afraid to jump over guys and just shove guys out of his way. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's fun to watch. And, uh, I know we've been critical of him, but it's been because we haven't seen the growth in him, but we're seeing the growth, you know, he, he's, he's blossomed this year. Yeah. And it's been great to see It's It's not like we weren't rooting for this exact thing to happen. True. So to see it happen has been really cool. Mm-hmm. So guys, let's let's move on to the next segment, and this is Brown's news. And I thought I'd start rather than listing the guys that are hurt. I thought I'd go over a list of the guys who are healthy on the team. First. <laughs> it's a shorter list. <laughs> okay, it's a much shorter list. So I got um, these are the guys I know of that or that I'm pretty sure don't have any injuries right now. Um, so I got Dustin Hopkins. Uh, I got Bayorkas. I got Flacco. Uh, Batonio, even though he's probably got something. Uh, MJ Emerson and Taki Taki. That's my list. <laughs> pretty much pretty much there's probably other healthy guys but um but oh yeah that's gosh. the point there's there's such a huge list um you know i the, saw this week that some somebody said that um of the original starters um for the browns back in in week one there are nine guys who have been available every week out of the original 22 there are nine guys wow. that have been available every week that that's insane and and you know yeah. it, it it's a it's a testament to the depth of the roster of course right mm-hmm. but i think the other thing is is that you know we are now seeing a system in place that can plug guys in you know we saw it with linebackers a little bit last year right? i mentioned it to you i think we, we texted about the you know, last year we had, we went through just a whole rash of linebackers, and I think it was good experience for this organization to be able to plug in guys and have them. You know, they they knew what their role was, they knew how to go out and execute, and yeah, you know, not not have a huge drop off. And, and it, it seemed like yeah, that, that's carried over. I mean, last year there was. I mean, you can't say there was no drop off at linebacker, but the guys who came in played extremely well. Oh my gosh! Then and guys had had career games, you know, coming in and, and filling in. You know, I mean, Tony Fields, um, uh, who was the Reggie Ragland? I mean, Reggie Ragland. Guys I don't know that, what happened to him. That, that yeah. Just played great in in those roles, and I think you know we've we've talked about it with other organizations in the past how they just plug players in. You know, you, you know what the expectation is, and mm-hmm. you can go out and play right, and and I think. The Browns are finally, you know, due to the continuity that we've had and the culture that we've built now, we're finally to the point where we can plug guys in like that and not, you know, not have a huge drop off where we're, we're finding players that fit our system. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just this week, um, you know, Grant Delpit signs the extension and then he's, he's out, he's done for the year. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, Dewan Jones done, uh, Jed Wills done, Maurice Hurst done. Um, that sounds like Oboe is probably going to be done with a torn peck. Um, Jordan I have Elliott, to say though, you know, about on him, 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure that injury happened right before halftime. Mm-hmm. And he, he played the whole second half. Yeah. Hey, these guys are tough, man. <laughs> Give them that. Man. Hey. Jim Schwartz said something about Obo earlier. I was listening to his presser. He said that when he watched the film back, he wanted to, like, throw up. He said, he said that in his interview. I'm, like, 99% sure that he wanted to, like, throw up watching hey. Obo, Obo play with one arm. He played with one arm, he said, the whole game, pretty much. Yeah. That was insane. Insane. I, yeah, I mean, I, I just think about, um, you know, just, just playing with just some kind of minor injury, you know. And right. these guys go out there, they play on broken legs and torn <laughs> muscles and stuff. I don't know how they do it because, yeah, right. yeah I, I, I tear a peck and I'm, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm laying on the ground just writhing in pain, just saying, <laughs> oh, take me to the hospital, knock me out, do something, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and these guys just keep going. So um, they're, yeah, it, it's different being a professional athlete. Um, what these right. Can up with. Right. But, but yeah, Jordan Elliott's um, in a concussion protocol. Um, Ethan Posick has a stinger. Um, I'm still not sure what a stinger is, but I know it's <laughs> good. Um, um, anyway, so. So, yeah. Um, the list goes on from there, too, by the way. You know, was, <laughs> yeah, those are the main games ones. already. I mean, Thornhill and, and Ward have been out the last couple of weeks. Um, Jerome Ford got, you know, his, his wrist injury during the game. Played, yeah. came back and played. Um, you know, Miles' shoulder is banged up. Kareem Hunt got banged up. I mean, yeah. it, it just goes yeah. on and on and on and on. And, and it's just, it makes you wonder, you know, why the league is seeing such an uptick in injuries this year? It, if, if I don't know that you know the, the numbers, but it sure seems to me like there's a heck of a lot more injuries to star players this year. It it feels like it. I mean, maybe it's because it's affecting you know our team more. Well, yeah, we've, I don't know. We've lost uh, more than anybody else, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I, I don't know how you pinpoint a reason for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, these are serious injuries. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. Um, I've seen people talk about the, you know, the conditioning coaches and their, you know, their, the, that needs to be looked at, you know, is, is there a possible, you know, um, you know, um, to where, where a change there might might be of some benefit. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. look at Miles Garrett and, and Nick Chubb. Um, you think these guys aren't in shape? Oh, I mean, yeah. No, no question. Um, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, the, the Browns were just involved with um, university hospitals uh, in opening up um, by uh, Hoosier Medical Center, this, this giant new – sports health center, you know, where, um, athletes can recover and things. So it's not like they're ignoring it. They're, they're, they're doing everything possible, you know, to, to keep these guys healthy. And yeah. they, uh, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, maybe it's, maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the speed and strength involved, you know, of the players in the game now. Um, yeah. you know, that that's all you can figure. Um, I I just I don't know what else I can do, but 
Also seen seen talk of, you know, the I mean, the defensive linemen are, are going down quickly. You know, is it time to make the call to Indomitian Sue, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, he's probably waiting and he would probably be willing to come and assuming he's staying in shape at all. Yeah. To come and try to play for, you know, play some playoff games. Guys, be in favor of that. I de- I definitely would. I think Dom Kongsu's. I mean, he played good ball for Philly last year. I mean, I think him and Joseph Limble Joseph came in on their first game, and I think they made like the game ceiling play or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't know if I remember that right, but I'm like 95 percent sure. Um, I think it would just be a good rotation signing. I mean, we still got Shelby Harris. Um, he was on 92 points through the fan earlier, actually talking. Um. <laughs> Shelby Harris, you know, Jordan Elliott's probably out this week. But then you got Ika, who Schwartz has yeah. said is probably going to get his name called this week. And yeah. Yeah. he said he's re- he said he's ready to play. And I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't know how much he's going to play, but we haven't seen him all this, at all this year. So it'll be cool. But I think Sue would be a good guy for the playoff push. You know, veteran experience, been to the playoffs a few times. So I like that. As long as he doesn't cost us and stupid ways i'm cool yeah that's that's what i was gonna say nico is that there's only yeah. so many so many millions in uh playoff game bonuses you can throw out there right i know yeah and, and um there's there's only a few games left let's put it that way so yeah how much how much are you gonna pay him so yeah i think so, we're, yeah. i think we're gonna see we're gonna see ika this week we're probably gonna see more of isaiah mcguire um you know mm-hmm. i i don't know practice squad wise um does Lonnie Phelps get called up? Um, you know, we, we've still got some depth. Um, guys who've been here since training camp. Um, you know, if, if you feel like you know you need a, a veteran leader like that, um, I, I think if we were playing a lot more younger guys on the defensive line, I, I, I think we'd probably be more likely to see a guy like Sue. But uh, I'd still be in favor of bringing him in if he's got anything left. Yeah. Well, and that and that's a good point. There there are other veterans, so so if you bring in, uh, I mean, you bring up some guys from the practice squad who've been around all season. You'd like to think that they can contribute at this point, right? Definitely. Yeah. So uh, so Jeff, the point came up uh, really before the game about ticket prices. Yeah. And, and uh, just wanted to launch a little conversation about that because um, I don't know if people don't like going to games in the cold um, or if people, you know, um, didn't feel like the Browns, you know, didn't, you know, didn't feel like the Browns had a great chance to win, just didn't want to be there or whatnot. And Honestly, it's hard to sit in this chair and and yell at people for not going to the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I I didn't go to it. So right. what right do I have to demand that other people go? Yeah. Um. So I don't know how you how you fix the issue, but the issue right. is that um you know early in the season people are paying a lot of money to go to games, right. and late in the season people aren't going, and you get these tickets for next to nothing. Right. Well, I think the simple solution is build a damn dome, but you know that's two or three years off. <laughs> the yeah. Soonest, if if they did decide to do something crazy like that, um, 
I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Eric uh, that threw something out there about, you know, the, the people just not love the team enough to, to go to the games. And I, I don't think it's a question of loving the team. I think we all love the team. I think it's a question yeah. of do we, do we believe in the team? You know, mm-hmm. do, we, do we really believe that we're going to see their best performance every week, right? And, um, you know, if you, if you had a crystal ball and knew that you were going to see the kind of game that, you know, you saw against um, the Jags or, you know, some of the games earlier in the year, you know, like um, the, we kind of knew that the Cardinals game was going to be one-sided, you know, but um, th- there have been some good games that, you know, were, 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 would have been worth spending money on tickets for, you know, like a, we spent a pretty good buck to go to the 49ers game. We, we ended up seeing a really great game, right? It was worth every um, penny of it, but we were there yeah, with, you know, the half the like stadium full of 49ers fans too. So <laughs> yeah. loved every um, minute of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I, Jeremy made the comment to me, you know, like toward the end of the game that he said, well, this would have been a great game to go to, but you don't know that ahead of time. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. from the fans perspective, I think you, you have to give the fans a little bit of a, of a grace period or a little bit of grace because the expectation was for some really crappy weather. It was supposed to rain. It was going to be in the forties. Uh, mm-hmm. that turned out to not happen. Okay. So it was, it yeah. was sunny. It was still cold, but, um, you know, for, for the diehard fan, it was probably a pretty comfortable game is what it turned out to be, but that's, that wasn't what was forecast. And you have to make the decision whether you're going to keep your tickets or sell them, you know, before you know what the weather's going to be like. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get down too much on the fans for not going yet. Um, you know, when, yeah. when we start seeing consistent play from this team week in and week out, I mean, we know that we're good enough to play with anybody. We just don't consistently bring it every week. And I think that that lack of belief goes away. Um, people will be a heck of a lot less likely to, to let their tickets go. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you with that for sure. Um, sorry, I'm just going to kind of go in here. But when I was at You're the good. game... I feel like there was a good amount of people there. I don't know how the upper deck was, but I know in the lower and middle like bowls, it was the lower bowl was definitely good. Um, I mean, the lower bowl is always packed, but I mean, the club right. sections in that middle deck looks pretty full too. Um, but then when I seen the third deck, it, there really wasn't a lot of people up there like there usually is. And it, it kind of surprises me because it was a big game, mm. you know, like that's a home yeah. team. That's a home game. I mean, we were, we're really good at home. Like, we're six and one at home. No, we're not really a team to be messed with, you know, at our home stadium anymore, which is, which is nice. That's true. I hate, I hate losing at home. Losing at home is the worst, way worse than losing on the road. You know, when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the Cardinals game, a lot of people there. That was kind of a game that I think everybody knew that we probably had it in the bag. Um, but I think this week's a a big, a big game, and I think the weather's supposed to be not bad from what I'm hearing. Um, I, I'm going to it, so I'm excited. Uh, I got to undefeated this year at home the games nice. i've gone to so i hope we keep it going knock on wood a little bit yeah sir. um gotta <laughs> keep, keep it going. gotta gotta keep it rolling so um i hope people do show out you know it's good to support the team players love it i mean i think our team feeds off the home crowd too especially right. the defense i mean yeah. I, when it's first down and the stadium's going crazy that's big time that's yeah. big time yeah. so yeah i do hope people cool. show out i mean i went to the saints game in like the negative weather last year on christmas eve did it suck? Yeah, but if we would have won, if we would have won that game, it would have been a lot better because a we would have been a playoff contention somewhat still, 
Um, and it would have made standing out in the cold way better, but we lost. Right. So it kind of sucked either way. <laughs> but I, I think we just got to show out and we'll be good. We'll be good. So uh, let, let me just at least mention the Flacco contract because this uh, this thing with with putting Flacco on the uh, practice squad and then playing him, putting him you know back on the practice squad was was driving people nuts and I think causing people <laughs> a lot of angst. You know that that he was going to sign with another team. Well, he <laughs> finally signed a deal and it's packed with a bunch of incentives for for every win he gets for every playoff win he gets and you know if he brings a title to the town you know it, it gets him a a bunch more money um, i'm not gonna go through all those numbers because they're out there but uh right it, to me it just kind of feels like they were working on this deal you know uh, maybe all along um at least after right you know the, this last start and they finally got it figured out so um Yep. I don't think he had any intention of going anywhere else. So, so I think that's why they were able to do what they did. And mm-hmm. um, so, I uh, I don't know how we can not talk about Flacco and what he's done, guys. And and Jeff, I'm not bringing this up to you know because of what we talked about on the last show. <laughs> <laughs> But it really seems like he's getting more comfortable, and I think the receivers are comfortable with him. And the guy just—he just throws a nice ball. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're not all perfect, but man, um, I think the receivers are getting used to him. They're catching it, um, and and uh, I just think he fits. You know, he's fitting into this offense, and is it the same offense as what the Browns started with? Not exactly, but they're, you know, they're changing things around and they're still being very creative with it around his immobility. And, yeah. and it's, I mean, it's kind of fun to watch the transformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, he's played two games here. I mean, I got stats pulled up on ESPN. 565 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. That's great. That's great. I mean, he's only throwing 55%, but he throws the nicest spiral I've ever seen. Effortless. And his arm is still there. I mean, that throw to Njoku, I know he was wide open, but that ball was right on the money. Hit him right in the hands. There was no diving needed, nothing special. Caught it and scored. That's what I thought was awesome. And I think his timing is perfect. I mean, right when the guys come out of their break, the ball's in their hands, which is what you want. Um, And I think Amari Cooper... Is gonna, I think Elijah Moore has actually played a lot better with Joe Flacco because they have that prior chemistry. So I'm yeah. glad that Flacco's. I'm glad that Flacco's here, and I'm. I hope he can get the get it going, and I hope we make a little bit of a playoff push. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I the whole guys. There's just so much going on with the Browns right now. There's the whole, you know, the way Flacco's playing and the way the offense is is progressing, you know, to where you feel like they can put on more points now and, right. and they're doing it. And then we got all these injuries taking guys away and you're kind of wondering, okay, how much longer can they hang on with all the guys they're, they're losing? So I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this, this team is kind of, 
kind of teetering from or, or kind of might be going through a little transformation to where the defense might lose so many guys that that the offense might have to might have to score a lot more points in order to win some games. It just might happen, you know, if this if they keep sustaining all of these losses to all of these guys, you know, because the majority of the guys they've been losing have been on defense. You know, um it, it just feels like that. So so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know how much how much you can expect Flacco to continue to improve week by week either. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to imagine this guy was, you know, sitting at home on a couch a month or so ago. And now he goes out and, th- you know, throws three touchdown passes. Um, you know, it, is his ceiling any higher than what we saw Sunday? Maybe not, but if it if it's not, we're probably pretty happy with it, I would think. Right. But well, um, I, I just have to mention, Rod, that you know, sort of the, the the piece that that no one's talked about is the fact that Kevin Stefanski always gets the best out of a quarterback. You know, we saw it with Jacoby Brissett last year. Uh, we've seen it with. Every, I mean, every guy who's gone through the quarterback revolving door under Kevin Stefanski has at yeah. times played his best football. And, you know, taking a 38-year-old veteran that, that you know, has, knows what he's doing um, and, and getting the best out of him should not surprise us at all at this point. But I was no. still skeptical. I mean, like you said, the guy, the guy didn't play a lot last year. Um, mm-hmm. he was, you know, on the couch this year and he stepped right in. So, you know, I, I underestimated him. I admit it. Um, I'm glad to see that, you know, he's, he's still playing at a high level for us, but I want to give, I want to give the rest of the team a lot of credit for that too. And I, I think he would do the same. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Guys have been stepping up. But, um, Nico, you mentioned the completion percentage. I, I just did the math on, on. Sunday's game and he completed I think it was around 57 percent so he mm-hmm. you said his overall was like what 55 yeah 55.1 is what ESPN has it marked as yep so he so he's somewhere around 53 in his first game 57 probably in his second game um some somewhere close to that mm-hmm. so I'm just wondering if if uh you know, if nothing else, if we could get that completion percentage up a little bit, I think that's probably the main improvement. I don't think anybody's going to be looking for him to throw for 400 yards or, or five touchdowns in a game, you know. Right, <laughs> right. Might be a little bit much to ask, but, you, you know, you wouldn't mind seeing him complete, you know, between 60 and 70 percent of his passes versus you know, I just want to throw out, Rod, that Amari Cooper had seven receptions for 77 yards. It was probably one of the quietest games he's had all year. I mm-hmm. don't feel like the connection is there with Flacco yet. I feel like Flacco has connection with just certain um, guys, certain guys. Well, I mean, Elijah, Elijah Moore, obviously, like like Nico mentioned, because of the Jets connection from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's found, you know, and Joku easily. But. Amari Cooper had a rough game on Sunday, and I think if if mm-hmm. those two can connect, um, you know, then then Flacco's completion set is his percentage is going to go up dramatically. 
Well, he still had seven catches for 77 yards, Jeff. That's not bad. Uh, for everybody but Amari Cooper, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, I could see it in Flacco's first game that he and Amari were not on the same page whatsoever. Right. So so yeah, I think yeah. the seven for 77 is definitely a step in the right direction. And if those two can get on the, the right page and he's already on, on the, the same page with Njoku and, and Elijah Moore, and then you start throwing guys in like 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 you know Bell and Tillman, then you know then I think he's completing a higher percentage of his passes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not real worried about the yardage, you know, that he yeah. throws for, because if he's completing passes to everybody at a higher percentage, that's probably what opens the running game up, right? Of course, uh, I think the running I'm, game's been limiting us in the passing game a little bit, to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Jerome Ford. I mean, well, let me pull on. I got ESPN pulled up. Should put it to twelve use. for twelve for fifty one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 not good. You know, especially at home. No. You know, I mean, twenty six yards of that in yeah. one run. So right. You know, you, yeah. You have right. to you have to temper that that average, right? Uh huh. Right. And my thing with Jerome Ford is he needs to go upfield. I feel like they do too much side to side with him, and. If he does get around the corner, he he's very dangerous. You know, right. he he's good. If you can get him outside, he's good. But when he yeah. gets bottled up, he has he doesn't have the patience to, you know, wait and then find a hole. So I don't know. I, you know, I think Jerome Ford's a good back, but I don't know. I'm not a big yeah, Jerome just, Ford guy. There's there's been there's been blocking issues, Nico. We've we've talked mm-hmm. about it quite right. a bit. That mm-hmm. you know that we just haven't been able to run the ball when you need to run the ball. You know, right. when when you've got a fourth quarter lead. Um, you know, we're, we're going three downs and out because we're getting one yard on first and second down in the running right. game. Right. You know, I mean, we, we've just, we've got to fix our run game, um, at least enough to, to, you know, to open a few holes when we need to open them. And it, it, that hasn't, that hasn't been there pretty much ever since Nick Chubb went down. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and Kareem Hunt does a good job. I feel like just in short yardage, like Kareem Hunt really hasn't broke does. off anything. He hasn't broke he, off anything. He, yeah, he's year, been he's been pretty much money when they've needed a few yards, though. I mean, he's got three hundred yards, three hundred yards on the year. So, I, I'm I'm really really happy we have Kareem Hunt because he he's he's pretty he's pretty good, and I think Pure Strong is not bad either. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think he gives you a nice little burst when you need it. Like he gives you that little quickness. I, I kind of like Pure Strong, especially in the screen game. He's pretty good. Good gunner Kareem, too. Kareem definitely gets you the tough yards when you need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think, you know, his style is sustainable for, you know, more than 12 to 15 carries. Um, right. and, and that's why, you know, they're, they're not even getting him in that neighborhood. Um, Pierre Strong is just a little bit too one dimensional for the offense right. to, to really, you know, to, to get any kind of um, playing time. Uh, I like what he's done in the kicking game. Um, but I, again, I think it just goes back to our line. Our line's just not not creating the, the space for these guys to run. Yeah, and we're, we're so beat up. I mean, we got third string right tackle on James Hudson, who fall starts every week. Common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the, that. Yeah, I've never been a James Hudson fan. I'll come on. I like it. the guy. I mean, I, I, I want him to do well as a swing but Yeah, tackle, right. But I do. I do man, as he's well. Just not, he's just not a high inconsistent. usage Yeah, guy. inconsistent. Really inconsistent yeah. with the penalties. Yeah, that's and true. Gerard Christian... Because we're playing fine, to be honest with you. Like, I don't yet. Knock on wood, doesn't bother me at all. Hope he keeps it up. 
And then and he's, he's okay. I mean, he's okay. He's not a good. I don't think he's a good run blocker, but in pass pro, he's he's okay. Yeah, but he's you know, been okay. I'm glad that our interior has stayed healthy. I think Nick Harris and Posick, you could plug and play kinda because Harris was going to start a year ago anyway. But it's going to be a drop off there too because I think Posick was. I mean, he's one of the best pass blocking centers in the NFL. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a drop off there. But we're beat up on the O-line. I mean, DeWan Jones is probably the best rookie offensive lineman this year. And, you know, we, right. we got him in the fourth round, which is a steal. And, you know, I talk to DeWan Jones almost every day on Instagram. And seeing a dude like that go out for the year is just yeah. really unfortunate, dude. Because he was, he's, he's going to be really good, really good. We were very fortunate to get the productivity out of him that we did this year. I, I feel like, I know. you know, he, he more than exceeded our expectations for him based on where he was drafted and, you know, what we thought we were going to get from him. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think he's got a really bright future over there on the right side. Um, But, you know, I've seen, I've seen a few people say that, you know, Jerron Christian has outplayed Jed Wills. No, No, not, not not even close. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Jed Wills isn't as bad. I think as people, he he does give up, you know, he did give up on a lot of plays here and there, but Jed Wills is definitely not the worst dude you could have a left tackle. He, he gets he gets beat up because of body language. Agreed. And it's it's typically mm-hmm. after the play is is over. Um, his mm-hmm. body language is not good, and, and people see that. But uh, if you objectively look at his productivity, um, none of these other guys are are going to supplant him next year as a starting left tackle. Nope. Nope. Nope, and I'm I'm glad they picked. I I am glad they picked up his option because I don't know who else you'd get. You know, you don't have a. I mean, the second rounder, you're kind of picking. A, it's like another, just you know, he'll be good. Yeah, he could be good or he could be bad. You know, you're, well. yeah, you're not going to draft anybody that's going to going to play even close to his level. No, and and he's been fine. I mean, I don't know. I think I think he's fine. I don't mind Jed Wills personally, but I'm I'm a little worried about right tackle just because I know Hudson's inconsistent. And I know his pass. I know his run blocking is real good. He's good in the run game, but mm-hmm. pass blocking wise, just yeah. got to limit penalties and just can't kill yeah. kill drives. Yeah, I mean, we, you get a false start on first down. I mean, first and fifteen. That's not easy to come back from. So we're, we're going to need some down. Bill Callahan magic the the rest of the uh-huh. way out this year. I agree. Definitely. I agree. And they got some. They got some good guys on the practice squad too. So we'll see. And guys, let's just face it with Dewan Jones that Andrew Barry and his staff are, are are at another level of evaluating certain players and some positions because as soon as Dewan Jones got in there and, and played in the preseason and everybody saw his feet for a man that size. I think everybody knew the Browns had something. So for mm. everybody else in the league to let him drop that far. Insane. You know, it, it's insane. So it just shows you the ability of, of Andrew Berry to not only know that Dewan Jones was going, was a player, but to have the comfort level to wait that long to take him too, to know that other people probably wouldn't take him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how he felt around four. I don't know what's going on with Skype rod, but am I the only one that, that's hearing 
him sound hearing Rod sound like he, he's possessed or something. Do no, I sound like I'm possessed? <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden your voice got like real deep, like it's you know you're oh. you've slowed down, and oh my gosh, this is yeah. oh, something boy. weird going on with Skype. Anyway, um. okay, well I, I may have to listen through this and do a little bit of editing, guys. Yeah, my God, it won't be the first time. Do I sound normal now? Yeah, you're no, good. no, you're, for me you're good. Okay, uh, it must it must be me then. <laughs> you well, know, you never know. You never let it know. go. I'll, I'll listen back, but but anyways, I, I just. You know, it just goes back to Andrew Berry and his staff. And for them to get a guy like DeWan Jones, you know, that low in the draft. And you could see it as soon as the guy was on the field with the Browns. And, I mean, you knew that, you know, maybe, you know, we we talked and it's like maybe he wasn't going to be outstanding his rookie year. Well, he was, but, um, you know, but you could see there was something there right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So for everybody else to miss that, it's just, it's just crazy. 100%. So, Draft yeah, is so, unpredictable. Yep. It is. It is. Um, so anyways, guys, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the game coming up, uh, coming up Sunday at one Oh three. Apparently is the starting time that I saw. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the Browns, uh, yeah, Browns, um, I guess, uh, Browns hosting the Bears. Um, Browns at eight and five. Bears at five and eight. Uh, Browns or the Bears, I guess, have been playing a bit better. Um, Browns are a three-point favorite, which pretty much you know makes us a flip of the coin. Um, mm-hmm. The over/under is thirty-eight and a half, and the Bears should be coming in with a little bit of an attitude because. The Browns absolutely spanked them last time they played. Yeah, you know I don't I don't remember the score, but it was ugly. Um, it was very Brown, ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. I think isn't that the game where the Bears had like like a yard of offense or something like yeah, that? Like negative, yeah, negative most of the game. Yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett had like almost five sacks. That game was yeah, yeah. It, phenomenal it was, to watch. It, yeah, it was a great game for us and a game that that the Bears probably still remember. Yeah. So, yeah. so this game kind of concerns me just for that fact that the Bears are going to come in with a lot of attitude. It doesn't mean I think the Browns will lose. It just means the Browns need to be ready for these guys and they need to show them who's still boss. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw, so, I saw something tonight also, Rod, that, um, you know, on the, on, uh, one of the networks they play, they run across the bottom of the screen, the, the, uh, fantasy guys to, uh, to, to sit and and to play right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the number one guy that that they had to play was justin fields against the browns defense in crazy. fantasy crazy that's scary they like to be they like to be smart they like to be bold i feel like too yeah, yeah they they like to try to be smart mm-hmm. we'll see about that um <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're I, pretty I, in, I they're pretty injured too i know though I know that uh, they're starting mm-hmm. Brisker. Did uh, he was limited, and then he went did not practice, so he might have aggravated something. Which injuries suck, but I mean, everybody would say that's that's good for us. You know, I hate to say it, but I mean, he was limited, and then he went to did not practice. So, hmm. and then DJ Moore was yeah. limited as well today. So, 
Yeah, that, that's gonna a see. plus for us. Yeah, yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, but ours is uh really long. At, like at this point in the season, it's 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 all about next man up, right? It's one hundred percent. Who's got who's got players left? Yeah, yeah. So, so how are you guys feeling about this game, Jeff? Let you go I feel first. pretty good about it. I, you know, I, I mean, the, the way this roller coaster has been going with the Browns all season long, um, you know, it's been really hard to predict from week to week how they're going to play. But, you know, overall, um, I think we've seen them play really well at home. The defense, like Nico said earlier, just sort of feeds off of the, the home crowd and, and, you know, has been able to really limit anybody. Um, in terms of mobile quarterbacks, that doesn't seem to matter. They've been able to find ways to limit um, other teams' offenses. So mm-hmm. it, it really comes down to how many mistakes, how much self-inflicted stuff do we do? Um, right. And that's been been that way all year. So I'm I'm hoping that you know with the veteran leadership, um, you know we're going to start to get a handle on this um, this this giving the ball away thing. I keep keep thinking this is going to be the week we're going to stop giving oh. points away. But um, all in all, I, th- I think this is a game we should win. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, anything to add to that, Nico? Um, not really. I mean, I think if we could just play smart football on both sides of the ball, and I like Jack, Jeff said, you know, not make, not self-inflicted, you know, any turnovers and stuff like that, I'm sure we're going to turn it over, to be honest with you. I, I'm expecting that. Um, but you got to capitalize off their turnovers. you got to force turnovers. You know, you got to get Justin – got to play great coverage on the back end, too. Fields holds the, mm-hmm. holds the ball for the longest amount of time in the NFL. I think it's 3.33 seconds or something, which is considered That's a long, long time. Yeah, That's which is yeah, time. which is considered a long time compared to. He like does that against us. Miles is going to feast. Right, and that's what happened last time we played him. I'm pretty sure is you know we locked him down on the yeah. back end, which yeah, we had Denzel Ward back. I mean, Newsom and Emerson played great last week to begin with, yeah. but getting Ward back helps it out even more. And if you can sack Justin Fields. You got a great chance of just outscoring them. Yeah, just straight up outscoring them, which would be huge. If mm-hmm. he holds the ball like that, he'll be sacked six or eight times again. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no doubt, no doubt. So, so yeah, so um, we don't usually look ahead at the schedule on this on this podcast, but I mean, there's only four games left, guys. So that's yeah. uh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bears at home and at the Texans and Jets at home and at the Bengals. Um, you know, and uh, Browns, <laughs> as uh, shorthanded as they're getting, you know, they're they're fighting for a playoff spot. You know, they're they're uh, they're eight and five, and and the rest of the AFC seems to be seven and six. So. Pretty right. much, what, like five or six or seven teams or something like that, you know, or some ridiculous number. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been unusual in that, um, you know, nobody really seems to be taken over, you know, right. in the AFC. Um, there are only two teams with, with better records than the Browns mm-hmm. in the AFC right mm-hmm. now. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, and who would who would have thought that? So so we can complain, but eight and five is a pretty darn good mark right now. So mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, so, you know, you, you got to feel pretty good if the Browns win two. If they win three, there's probably no doubt that they're that they're going to be in. So, right. um, so, we'll see what happens. I mean, you got to like their chances against the Bears. Um, you know, the Texans, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not really not – really looking forward to that one but uh but you know <laughs> um you know we'll see what happens um the jets we definitely owe the jets one yeah we yeah. need to stop them on thursday yeah. night football yeah, yeah. i hope yeah, it's we, an obliteration we, yeah we we owe them a big one and then you know in cincinnati at the end of the season we'll, we'll see what happens there um browns have done pretty well against the Bengals and uh I don't. I know the Bengals backup uh, Browning has played pretty well his last couple games, but he's not Joe Burrow, so um, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. You got you got to like the are, chances. These are four games that a playoff team should win. Mm-hmm. If if we are truly a playoff contender, and, and I'm talking about it, you know, a team that can that can go deep in the playoffs, not just make the playoffs. Okay, but a yeah. team that can go deep in the playoffs should beat all four of these teams. Okay. Or at least three um, of them. Yeah. Well, I, right. look, I, I think beating three of them puts us solidly in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, going two and two in those four games, we may be on the outside looking in. Okay. Uh, just depending yeah. on what everybody else does. Right. Um, but, um, you know, if, if we're, if we're seriously a playoff team and, and, you know, we, we expect to have uh, a deep run in the playoffs and, and if we were healthy, if we had even a reasonable number of those guys that, that we've lost, even, you know, half of them um, at this point in the year, and we were, we were playing, you know, fairly well and we're sitting here at eight and five, like I, I kind of predicted we would be at this point. Okay. Um, you know, I, I missed some games. I, I, we won some, I, I didn't think we would win and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I had us mm-hmm. at eight and five at this point. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get to the playoffs and to make a move, uh, I wanted us to run the table. Okay. Um, and, and me, or maybe that last game wouldn't have mattered, you know? Um, but I think, you know, we're going to find out what we have left over these four games. You know, we, we know what yeah. this team can do with what this, we know what this organization is now. Um, yeah. It's a it's a competitive organization. We're we're one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, mm-hmm. We were able to overcome adversity. Um, we 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 do a lot of things really well. Um, we just we haven't stayed healthy. We haven't had the luck, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So if if we can overcome that and, and continue to play good ball with the guys that we have left. Um, you know, then, you know, three and one isn't out of the question. And, you know, a lot of great playoff experience comes with that. You know, I don't think we have enough healthy bodies left to win a championship mm-hmm. this year. But, you know, yeah. all you got to do is get there and, and anything can right. happen. That's yeah, right. Playoffs are unpredictable. Something. Anything can Absolutely. go your way. Yeah. Just got to see, see what kind of matchups you get in, um, you know. Especially if they win enough games, maybe they can, I, you know, with this Browns team, if they can get, uh, you know, a home home playoff game, um, you got to like their chances too. That'd be huge. So, that would yeah, absolutely be would huge. Be. Would be definitely. All right. Okay. Let's do some predictions. All right. You, you uh, 
took the words right out of my mouth. So, uh, so Nico, <laughs> you're you're the guest. You get to go first, and um, let's just peeking peeking at the scores for last week as we'd like to do. Um, yeah, Rod, Rod needs to needs to thirty one twenty seven. Rod needs to claim this one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Peter well, had. You tell me. I mean, Peter had twenty one nine. I had nineteen thirteen, and right, you had thirteen nine. But you had the over, which is the tiebreaker. But you know, the the, okay. the qualifier on that is is that you know the over was thirty and a half, and you predicted thirty one. So that wasn't exactly yeah. you know a solid over. But I'm not. Um, I'm not, taking, I'm not claiming that large. I'm not I will give you credit for for picking the over. <laughs> yeah, I'll take yeah, I'll take like half a point for that. If we, right. if keeping track, which we don't. No. <laughs> so now we each have half a point for the year. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's about right. <laughs> okay, Nico, you get to go first, so you can give us a score prediction. If you want to call out any. Anything special about the game? Any other predictions? You're welcome to add that. Sure. Um, if the weather's good, you know it's a nice day out, which I hope it is. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go over. You know, points or the spread uh, or whatever. I know it's negative three and a half. I know the total points will be. What is it? Thirty-eight and a half. Thirty-eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. I think it'll go over that if it's good day outside. I think the Browns win. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 20. No. I'm going to go 34. 34 to 28 Browns. I think they'll, their offense will keep up. I think they got good players. But 38 or 30, 34, 28 Browns. Boom. Over. Okay. Way over. Yeah. Way over. Easy over. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to hear Jeff's prediction because I don't know what the weather's supposed to be. Um, yeah, so let, let me look real quick here. Um, <laughs> I think, I think they're predicting weather again, but I'm not sure. Let me see if I can. Yeah. So, uh, 45 and 80% chance of rain, which means that, um, you know, most of the tickets again, we're going to, are going to you know, be sold in the aftermarket. Um, yeah, if it's, if it's a rainy day and cold, uh, you know, that's not real conducive for a high scoring game. Um, you know, as mobile as, as Justin Fields is, and I think, you know, you still have to be able to catch the ball. Um, I, I'm still not a believer in the over. I mean, we're, we, we've, we've kind of almost gotten there, but I'm, I'm still not really believing in the over completely. So um, I'm going to sneak just under, under that, mm-hmm. that 38 and a half. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Browns winning 21, 17. So I'm going to pull a rod and be like, you know, half a point under, um, <laughs> just so that I can maintain my my under prediction streak. Um, but I, I'm I'm going to make a prediction on a player that I think is going to play well this week. And I I the only qualifier on this is I I'm not sure if we're going to see much of Deron Harmon. Um, I know he's going to be activated. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to play, but I think we're still going to see a lot of Ronnie Hickman. I'm assuming that Thornhill's probably still going to be out. Um, but if we see a lot of Ronnie Hickman, I think he's going to have an interception this week. He's due. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. Well, guys, I had a higher score written down. I lowered it because of the weather. 
I'm just being <laughs> up front here. I, had I, the didn't score. I didn't think it was supposed to Sorry. rain. Yeah. Um, I, I still think the Browns, um, I just think the Browns' defense is still going to be too much for Justin Fields. Um, the defensive line, even with the guys, some guys being out, they're not going to be able to stop Miles. Um, so I, I've got the Browns winning 24 to 13. So I'm, I'm sneaking under two, Jeff. Okay. Not, not exactly the same way, but yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just got a little bit bigger spread. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think the Browns are going to have to to pass the ball quite a bit in this, and it's probably not going to be real pretty all the time because of the rain. But you know, I think um, we might see a little bit more. Uh, you know, a little bit more uh, in the short passing game um, versus. Stuff down the field all the time because of the weather, right? But uh, you know, I think the the Bears might be a little tough to run on. Hopefully, that'll open up in the second half. But uh, but yeah, um, I'm pretty confident that the that the Browns are not going to take this Bears team lightly because the Browns are in the playoff hunt. I don't think they're taking anybody lightly anymore. Mm-hmm. So. I'm with that. So. All right. Well, let's get some uh, closing thoughts, guys, and and hopefully a win on Sunday. So, uh, so Nico, we we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. What uh, what thoughts or or words of wisdom would you like to leave everybody with? Yeah. Um. You know, like I said, thanks for having me on. Uh hope you guys you know keep having success with this show i hope the browns have finished out the year well um hopefully you guys let me join you here uh maybe in the future maybe in a couple months i'll come back on <laughs> uh like this time but yeah it was a good time hope you guys have a uh, great christmas and everything good holiday season uh and yeah go browns absolutely appreciate cool. you um jeff jeff go ahead with any uh any closing thoughts I'm just going to throw out that uh, since the bye week, the Browns have held their opponent to less than 24 points three times. Once was in the 49er game. uh, Once was the shutout against the Cardinals. And the third time was that absolute slog against the Steelers. Um, So we're giving up points. Uh, Most of it's being done by our offense um, in reality, Um, but we still have the number one defense in, in the league. So, a lot of a lot of things to be positive about going into these last four games. Um, but you know, hopefully we're we're three and one and and make it make it easy on ourselves. Um, but no matter what, it's been a great season, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with the progress the team has made to this point. Absolutely, absolutely couldn't say it any better. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>